Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 the following program is sponsored by ken sukuri ministries scripture tells us in psalm 34:18, the lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit these are the ones i look on with favor those who are humble and contrite in spirit and who tremble at my word says isaiah 66 2 we find beauty in brokenness when we choose to sit close with him and trust that he is listening he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds our words of healing in psalm 147 3 brokenness is a blessing because it puts us on the road to a breakthrough. Brokenness to Beauty with Brittany Francis, founder of Kensukuri Ministries, starts now. Welcome back to Brokenness to Beauty with with myself and with Chris Finney. Uh, last week we started talking about the crushing in our lives and what the Lord can do and what he wants to do in our stories and through our lives, through the attacks that the enemy thinks will completely defeat us, uh, how the Lord is going to turn those into victories. And Chris was our speaker for This Is Next, a conference on September 30th, and there will be another one coming up in February about love. And we've got quite a few amazing speakers, including Brenda George, who you heard on the show two weeks ago. But I want to speak a little bit about uh, the second piece of forgiveness because there are two different things that we need to forgive. First, what we spoke about last week is Chris shared her story and about what happened when she was molested and how she had to forgive the person that did it and who did not protect her. So that was the first piece that we spoke about. But the second piece that I think that we all really need to hear, and I know I went through a church split recently, you know, it was horrendous because I love so many people, right? right? right. I had a divorce that I thought, yeah, I, I just need to forgive him. I need to just forgive him. I didn't realize that there were other things that I was going to need to go back. Right. And readjust my heart posture of forgiveness several times. Because in that moment, we may say that we forgive, but I am a shover. And so I can say, I forgive this and it's done. But did I really address some of the things? And did I really prepare myself to listen to the Lord? Because the Lord really wanted to tell me after the divorce and after so many traumatic experiences in my life, the Lord really, if I would have asked him and went to my secret place, he's so good that he would have said, daughter, it's not done yet. It's not done. There are going to be things in your life that you're going to need me and that you're going to need to press into me. And I wouldn't have been shocked whenever some of the consequences from my pain had happened. And so the scripture that I want to go to is a couple Psalm 91, though, God is our secret place. 
You are hidden in the strength of God. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me. The only God for me. And I have great confidence in him. And so I want to talk about that piece, the consequences from the trauma and from the hurt that happens in our lives later on down the road. I know that at the conference I had spoken about my first relationship and what that actually did to me. And a lot of the consequences I'm still having to face. Yeah, that I married the wrong person the first time. And there was a consequence to that. And I'm still paying the consequence. You know, uh, my 16-year-old is now living with her father because she doesn't want to face consequences of her sins. And so that, as a mother, pains me and it breaks my heart. But at the same time, I know that the Lord is working now that I've seen him work in the trauma before. And because I know what to expect, because I have gone to him in my secret place this time. So I want to talk about what that secret place is and what some of the consequences, because sometimes we don't know to ask the Lord, why is this happening right Right. now? Why am I having hurt? Why am I having pain in my marriage? Why am I having hurt? Why am I having pain as I'm parenting? Why am I still having hurt and pain? And a lot of times it's because we did not, and we are not forgiving as life goes. Right. Right. And so there are things that I found that, I have forgiven my ex for being a horrible husband. But then when my daughter started acting up, when my daughter attacked me, when my daughter hurt me, I parented out of guilt, which did her no favors. So I actually owed my daughter an apology for parenting out of guilt. Right. Yeah. And I also started not forgiving him again. Right. My ex. Yeah. Because it would go back to, if it weren't for you doing this to me, my daughter would be a good, on a good path. Right. But because you did this, it's turned into disaster. Instead of the Lord saying, I warned you this would happen, there are consequences to other people's sin, not just our own. And so I want to talk a little bit about what happened in your life that helped you understand that some pieces of your life were not exactly the way we want because we talked about it last week how we have this picture perfect life Mm -hmm. we have this perfect home as as women as females we have this perfect life in our minds and when it doesn't go that way sometimes we blame ourselves but a lot of times we don't go back to asking the holy spirit Mm -hmm. asking the holy spirit why is this happening in my life right What happened? What are the string of events? What is the original event that occurred that caused this pain that I did not realize is eating me alive and causing me to cause more harm in those around me and in my relationships and my marriage? So, Chris, can you tell me a little bit about what you started seeing Mm -hmm. and what the Lord revealed to you when you started asking him what was going on? What was going on? Well, and let me let me preface this with all of this because there's a lot of mindsets in in and amongst different denominations and amongst different church to church. Like, why 
what what's our expectation with Christianity? Right? <laughs> yeah. Like what is our expectation? Because sometimes we just think God's supposed to he's our genie in a bottle and I serve God so I'm going to heaven and now everything is supposed to be perfect. Right. My life is supposed to be perfect because I'm a Christian. Right? Right. That that is our goal is to look like Jesus. That's right. His goal for me is to look like him. That's right. We are to be a reflection of him on the earth so that more people don't just want to go to heaven, but they obtain to be like Jesus. And I think that's that's one thing that like when you get that mindset out of there that my life should look beautiful and perfect because I'm a Christian and God loves me and I'm the princess and nothing should ever happen to me, then I think once that kind of, that mindset goes away, we, right. can, we can actually start getting down to the nitty gritty of things. That's right. Right. So Jesus even said, in this world, you will have trouble. We are guaranteed that things are going to happen That's right. to us. Right. That's right. So first, first of all, you've got to get that in your mind. Right. Then, then we have to start looking inward. And realizing that, yes, we do live in a fallen world. We all have things in our lives that, that we've walked through, that we've made bad decisions. Yep. We've made mistakes, right? Yep. We've done things God has said don't do. Or, or there's things even that he'll say that might be good, uh-huh. but it's not essential. Right. And it's not something that's going to bring you what you're expecting. Right. 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 So there's that thing about also it's about building your relationship with him so you can even hear him tell you these things. Amen. Amen. And so like I know how my relationship with him goes and I know like he loves to start telling me to go read this and go read that. And then I'll read this. Sometimes it's been I have read the same scripture or the same verse or uh, chapter like a hundred times yes. before he starts really telling me what it has to do with me. Yep. Right. That's right. So he can show me things in scripture and I can get all pumped about it. And then suddenly it's kind of like the ball drops and he goes, okay, I've been having you read this for the last hundred days because <laughs> <laughs> this is really how it's going to benefit you. Right. 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 And in the end, it's really, it is about benefiting us. Like yes. us being healed Saved and delivered is a benefit to us. That's right. And we just want to shy away from hard things. Yes. Right? Right. Oh, yes. So number one, we have to realize uh, that we're not here for our fairy tale. Number two, that we really do have to lean in and have a relationship with him so that we can hear what he's telling us. That's right. right? To first keep us from things. And then right. secondly, to help us work through when when things happen. That's right. Right. So that's extremely important. So with that being said, for me, I just know Holy Spirit and I know how he works in my particular life. So when things begin to bug me, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. when emotions begin to stir that I haven't been there in a long time or before, right, I can just be like, Instead of reacting to those things, that's when you say, okay, God, what's going on? That's right. Why do I feel this way? What are you trying to do? Yes. Because when we start, when we, when we begin asking him the questions, when we start saying, okay, why is this bothering me? 
then he can actually begin to work with us. Yes. It is a partnership. That's Our right. relationship with God is a partnership. And it, it is everything to do with us looking like him. That's right. That's right. And so when you wake up in the morning, like and if you've been waking up every morning saying, God, help me, I don't even know what today brings. And I'm not belittling that at all because I have been there. I have been there where getting up in the morning has been hell. Getting up in the morning. I'm sorry. Can I no, say that's hell? good. You uh, say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's real. <laughs> getting up in the morning can seem yeah. like the biggest burden of life. Like yeah. you don't even want to. That's right. And, and yes, so sometimes, sometimes the cry is, God, just help me get through this moment. Right. And there's nothing, 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 nothing wrong with that. But unless you're expecting the genie in the bottle. That's right. Right. That's right. But I mean, like submit your day to him, submit your heart to him, submit every aspect of your life to him. Because even if you don't mean it to begin with, right, Mm -hmm. even if you don't really mean it, he will take that and and I mean, you're speaking that over your life. You're going to begin to see God move. Absolutely. In Matthew 6, 6 through 7, I was asking, Lord, why did you have me write that down? <laughs> when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, mm-hmm. prayer to your father who is in this secret place and your father, pray to the father who is in your secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And at the conference, I spoke quite a bit about that is what does that secret place look like? Because people sometimes think Christians are crazy and sometimes we act crazy. Sometimes we don't even act like Christians. Sometimes you don't even know what we are, but sometimes we don't know what we are. But (laughs) if you go to a secret place where that place is right, where you go in and you just block out all the noise, especially when you are going through hell, right? You can say that word when you are going through hell, the only place sometimes that is safe. And that's what we're, we're, what I talked about at the conference, when you go to a place that only he dwells, Mm -hmm. nobody else can speak into it. I don't care. Rape, losing somebody, church splits, adultery. You are the adulterer. Yes. Yes. You're losing your family. I don't care what it is that you are facing. You go to that secret place and you press into the Lord with the heart motive of just being with him and hearing from him you will hear and the audible is not a lot of times or hardly ever what you're going to hear you're going to hear these sweet little simple sentences back and it sounds like your voice so a lot of times people are like well i heard this but that's not how i think that was the lord yeah that was the lord that was your father meeting you that was the holy spirit comforting you And that's where he's going to reveal secrets to you of what is happening in your life right now. And so in these moments of brokenness, in these moments of heartache, in these moments of, I don't know what to do next. My family is falling apart and I'm doing everything right. If, if we go in and we press into the Lord and say, Lord, exchange this. I don't know what's happening, but exchange this. There are so many times that he's going to reveal there is something that happened in your life years ago that you didn't think was a problem. Somebody said something, somebody spoke over you, somebody dismissed you, somebody made you feel like you don't matter. 
something happened, Brittany, and this is what I'm going to reveal. That is how he deals with me. And I think that that's what you said he dealt with you. So in that moment, when you asked the Lord, what was going on in your life? When you asked the Lord, why is this going on? Like you were saying something about your marriage and you're like, things were not happening. The first time, well, not the first time, but in this particular incident that we talked about last time, I literally was at the altar and there was just, there was just a lot of, I've dealt with insecurity most of my life, right? And so I was, I just was trying to figure out why in the world I felt so insecure. And I actually was supposed to get on stage the next day in front of 400 women to, to speak, right? And I was like, I don't know if I can do this, right? And so I was like, what is this that is holding me back? Like, what is it? I was literally at the altar. What is this? And he just downloaded that whole, mm. he, the whole thing he downloaded to me in that moment. But see, it came from, that wasn't my first conversation with him either. Right. Right. But then literally just a few weeks ago, like my husband was speaking life over me and he was saying, I believe in you. And this is what you're supposed to be doing. This is what God has called you to do. Like, this is okay. You can do this. I mean, literally this was, this was even about like just even speaking last week. So, and then that moment he said, I'm leaving you to go outside so you and father can talk this over. Right. Come on. So even my husband, come on, my husband even like gave me that word. Like, yes. so he left the room. And so I was like, okay, God, so what is this? So he and I started just having all kinds of different conversations going off. And then then suddenly it was just a download. It was a download of this is why you, this, this is it. Like you've given this to me, but the full healing has not come. That's right. And so he just began to uh, show me again, the next layer of the onion to, to take care of, you know, the rest of the healing in that. So, That's so good. I mean, and for me, it was literal night and day. Yes. But that's how he does it. But I want to share something that happened with me. I was 19 years old, 20 years old. I was 20 years old, just came out of a bad relationship, had some sin in my life, right? And I was I was just really seeking. I wasn't necessarily even seeking God like I should. Right. I was seeking. You right. know, you're at that place where you just, what am I even here for, right? So I stayed out late one night, got permission from my mother, still lived at home. And I said, hey, I'm going to stay out late. She said, that's fine. Well, I got home at three in the morning. That was not her idea of late. That was her idea of way too late. So (laughs) she was waiting for me and she was sitting up and I'm like, why are you up? And she said, you know what? Maybe instead of praying, my will be done. Maybe a start time you pray and thy will be done. And she got up and went to bed. And I was like, oh, okay. Now, mind you, my mother really didn't, I mean, like my mom was a praying mom and she talked about Jesus all the time, but for her to be that direct with me was unusual. So I literally began doing that. This was a huge turning point in my life. Come on. I began praying every moment, every time I felt like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I would say, thy will be done. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. I was probably saying it 30 times a day for about three or four months. And I was in my room one day and I was sitting on my bed and I just said, thy will be done. I had my eyes closed. There was such a visitation from the Lord. I couldn't move. The light, I had my eyes closed. I wouldn't open my eyes. And now I'm like, Jesus, can we have that moment again and let me open my eyes? But I I wouldn't even open my eyes. I know he was sitting next to me. 
He was sitting next to me. The presence, his presence was so strong. The light that was in the room was unbelievable. And it was such a holy moment. Come on. And I've been praying, God, I want that again. Like, I want that moment again. Can we do that again? So it was an absolute turning point for me. Never in my life had I even considered up until that point that being a Christian was really about him and not about me. Right. 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 And I've been saved like literally my entire life. I don't remember a moment not believing in Jesus. I don't remember a moment not praying to Jesus, not any of it. But in that moment, it was revelation to me that, wow, wow, it really is about him. Yes. And so from 20 years on, it has been a pursuit where he's pursuing me, but I'm pursuing him. Amen. And it's such a, it's like we're running together, pursuing each other. That's right. You know, and it's right. It has been a love story. It is. It's a love story. And it's been such a beautiful thing. So anything you've heard at this moment, if you can just hear that literally he just wants to pursue you, he He is pursuing you. He's already pursuing you. You might as well turn your little self around and pursue him back, you know, (laughs) because it is the greatest love story of all times. Like we, we had the fairy tale of our husbands. He is your husband. That's, I was just going to say, you know, people, Rick's okay with it now. He didn't used to be, (laughs) but I I told him, you know, you are my side piece. (laughs) Jesus is my number one. The Lord is my number one. And you are my side piece. And that's what I spoke about at the conference on September 30th was here's the piece that you're going to need to understand. And I needed to understand. Right. Yeah. The Lord, he takes up every single piece of my heart. Yeah. There are different chambers. There's an intimacy chamber with my husband. There is a companionship chamber of what my husband and I should have. There is a financial chamber of what happens with my finances. There's a friendship chamber. There's a ministry chamber. There's a chamber for my children. There's rooms. The chambers look like rooms, right? And so guess what? The Lord is the number one resident in my, exactly in my heart. Right. And so you earn the right. You earn the right to live in those chambers with the Lord. He's my first and you are my side piece and will always be my perfect side piece that the Lord gave to me. Yes. But if he and I ever hurt each other, if the Lord is that first front and center piece in my heart, right? it's redeemable. Yes. Immediately redeemable versus right. having to give pieces back to the Lord. Yes. Yeah. Because I took those from the Lord and I... I said, you are no longer that forerunner in my heart. I'm going to replace you, Lord, with a man. I'm going to replace you with my children. I'm going to replace you with my love for money. Mm -hmm. I'm going to replace you. Instead of that piece, if the Lord is my forerunner in that, and he is my all in all, and I chase him, and he chases me, and this is our love story, then all the other pieces can be traumatic, can be heart-wrenching, can be heartbreaking. Right. But the Lord redeems. He redeems. He redeems. And so Psalm 34 says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed. My soul is crushed down in me, so I will keep you in my mind. That's both of those are in Psalm. And it's, you know, how many times have we been crushed? Mm-hmm. How many times have we felt we couldn't do it? Right. How many times have we been hurt, not forgiven because we didn't realize that that hurt took the place of the Lord in our hearts. Right, right. It can become an idol. Yeah, it can. Yes, a the badge. Hurt. 
yes. our badge that we wear. Yes. I'm this, I'm that. It's a, it's a badge. That's right. My friend Vicky said the other day, it's like we put on this backpack of hurt and pain. Yes. And we walk around with it and people are like, just leave that at, on the altar with right. Jesus. And she's like, but I don't want to. Right. I worked really hard for this backpack. <laughs> I, I worked really hard for my anger and my frustration right. and all the wrongs that have happened. Yes. Man, if I had to leave that, would I lose my identity? Yeah, exactly. Would I lose my identity as a victim? Yes, it's true. Yes. That's something that. That's 10 years of sickness. Yeah. It became my identity for a long time. Oh, come on. It took realizing that that's really not who I am. It really took just wanting him more than I wanted that sickness. That's is right. what that took. That's right. But it, it really comes down to I want him more than I want to carry around this badge of honor or this backpack. Come on. Well, with that, what do you want more? Do you want the hurt, the pain, the unforgiveness? Or do you want to leave that backpack at the feet of Jesus? We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Brokenness to Beauty with Brittany Francis. Join us every Thursday evening at 5.30 p.m. To hear this program again, go to kkht.com and click on the podcast. For more information, visit kintsukoriministries.com. K-I-N-T-S-U-K-U-R-O-I.